Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. For the Dig Deeper segment, let's kick it off. Okay, welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. This is the Dig Deeper segment for this week. This week, I got my homie Joe and my homie Gerald in the studio to discuss um, a very polarizing figure in hip-hop. Say what's up to the people, guys. What's good? What's good? What's popping, y'all? So today I wanted to talk about Lupe Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco was in the news recently um, because he decided to get on Twitter and, you know, tell us what he really thought about himself as a lyricist, as a hip-hop artist. Um, he decided to express his feelings like he always does. Um, and these are some of the things that he said. He mentioned his Dumb It Down track um, from uh, the Cool album. He said that that track was initially called Space Traveling. It was meant to be a stream of consciousness uh, song, but his A&R didn't like the hook. So he changed the hook to Dumb It Down to balance out how deep the verses were. He says he has no regrets about that. He talked about how he met Jay-Z and how Jay-Z co-signed him. And he said after that, he really didn't feel like he had anything left to prove. Um, he said that he felt that he earned his place among all the rappers that he respected. Uh, he says that everybody can find something that they'll like and things that they'll hate from his music. Um, he also said that he is one of the best lyricists ever in hip hop. Um, and that, you know, he's been putting his work in for the past 20 years and that he's going to keep going and he's on pace to be the greatest lyricist of all time. Um, so that, you know, that made me pause <laughs> because, you know, that's, that's right. a bold claim. Um, so that's that's the main thing to talk about today. But first, let me give the people a little taste of who Lupe Fiasco is, um, in case they don't know. He was born and raised in Chicago. Shout out to Chi-Town. Um, he's been rapping since he was a teenager. Um, when Jay-Z was the president of Def Jam, uh, he, you know, got in touch with Lupe Fiasco. He thought he was dope. So he helped him get his infamous deal at Atlantic Records. Um, around the time Lupe remixed Diamonds from Sierra Leone by Kanye. Uh, Kanye thought that was dope. He put Lupe on Touch the Sky, which is really one of the first times where people really, you know, he became known in the mainstream. Um, he had Kanye and Pharrell contribute to his debut album, and Jay-Z was an executive producer. 
Um, he's dropped six albums, Food and Liquor, The Cool, Lasers, Food and Liquor 2, Tetsuo and Youth, and then Drogas Light. Um, he's had documented issues with his label uh, when he was getting ready to release his Lasers album, which at the time was called We Are Lasers. Uh, his label scrapped most of the album because they said it wasn't commercial enough. And then the album was delayed for like six months or more. There were petitions from that were like, yo, Atlantic released Lasers. And by the time we actually got Lasers, it was a pop heavy commercial hip hop album that Lupe didn't want to release and that we didn't want to hear. So between that, he, he's been on record calling Obama a terrorist um, <laughs> and all of those different things. You know, he kind of lost favor with a lot of the hip hop and the black community in general. Um, as far as his success, he's got 11 Hot 100 songs, six board, 200 albums, uh, 12 Grammy nominations, one Grammy win for Daydreaming, uh, two gold albums and three platinum songs. So he's relatively successful, but not as successful as he could be. So that's who Lupe Fiasco is to anybody who doesn't know. So let's let's start the conversation about his, his bold claim um, that he is possibly the greatest lyricist of all time. Joe, I'm going to start off with you. What are your what are your initial thoughts when you heard that? Um, shock. Um, I mean, I agree with uh, you believing that you know you producing the best craft, you know, uh, and the confidence. But man, the best lyricist of all time—that's what's killing me of all time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you would have said like of right now, I'd be like, ah, oh, okay. Cause this mumble rap is in right now, so it's, it, it ain't hard to be the best rapper lyricist. I'm sorry, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, of all time, I I will have to strongly disagree. I I'm sorry. I, I can name <laughs> a dozen. Um, <laughs> no, a dozen that are better. Than a, that. a dozen that are better. I can I can I can think of a nice carton of eggs <laughs> that are better than him. <laughs> lyrically. But no, no. I mean, he he's really good though. He's really good. I'm just kidding, but he's he's really good. But I just feel like, man, that's that's bold. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep it there for right now. I'm gonna keep it there. Okay, okay. Gerald, what about you? Yeah, I mean, it just kind of seems after the fact because you know I feel like I think his most recent works have been his most lyrical. But if we look at where kind of the tide turned with uh, Lasers, that was kind of the breaking point where he kind of decided to just get off the whole mainstream commercial thing. But Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's real hard for him to say best lyricist because I feel like that's different than being the best rapper. Like Wayne said he was the best rapper alive, but no one had a problem with that because he was dropping hot verses left and right in 2008 and all that during that True. time. But to say the best lyricist, I mean, like Joe said, I know plenty of lyricists who are better than Lupe Fiasco. And I just feel like that kind of doesn't, um, it doesn't help him at all. Also considering you know, bad case of Twitter fingers makes you look real suspect, and uh, yeah. he's the latest culprit. That's true. Hey, I agree with that, but I also want to throw out there that a lot of time the best lyricists aren't the best. I mean, aren't the most known pop culture. Very true. You know what I mean? Like the best lyricists aren't. He is right. The best lyricists aren't worried about hits. True. They just worried about putting in like 
what they're gifted at. Mm-hmm. You know, they not worry about features. They just like, look, I'm a poet at heart. This is what I do. I lo-, you know what I mean? Like, True. they're not they're not out for hits and singles and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. just dropping bars and going back to working at a factory or something. But I also feel like, you know, he said he didn't care about making good music. I feel like that's kind of part of it. Like, you can be a dope lyricist, but like, you don't have to make a hit necessarily, but you kind of want to make good music, if that makes sense. I feel like that president yeah. just doesn't really... I don't really know what he's trying to say, because if he doesn't want to make good music, why doesn't he just write poetry? That's a good point. That's a, that's That doesn't make sense, too. I mean, I feel like it is kind of contradicting yourself. You know what I mean? Because it's like, dog, like, if you were a good lyricist, you could think of a good hook. i don't know i I don't i don't know i don't know i I was kind of conflicted that's where like look if you want to be the 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 best at something like you put your all like you don't just take off like certain aspects of your song just because you're like well you know everything else is great but you know you want you want a hit. I mean, you want to hit. Every you can't lie and say you don't want to hit. Everybody wants to hit. That means more money. That means more bookings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. More more downloads, whatever. So yeah. that was that was I think one of the the most pressing things that he said was that he doesn't care about music. He just cares about bars, and that most of the songs that he's written, like when he wrote them, they didn't even have music to them. Which is sure, like I mean, that's yeah. most rappers when they you know come up with a verse, they don't have music in mind. They're just they're spitting. Right. But as an artist, you know, it's a little concerning to me when you say <laughs> that you don't care about music. Right. Like, like which if you don't care, why should we care? Right. <laughs> about right. your music. I mean, oh, I know, man, you don't care about music. My man should have just, <laughs> you know, rattled off some bars in these Twitter posts because, I mean, there's about over a thousand characters in these tweets. Like, <laughs> he could have got off a rhyme or two. Plenty of room for a bar, huh? I mean, I don't know. Drop an acapella track or something. Like, dude, don't tell me that you don't care about the music when I want to listen to your music. Like, uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and to play devil's advocate, I, I get where Lupe is coming from. You know, right. his label issues with Atlantic are they were heavy. Like they were they were big to the point where, you know, he thought about doing a lot of things to get out of that deal. And he's been on the side where people were coming to him with like, yo, we care about the music. Mm-hmm. All we care about is the music. We don't care about bars. Make us a hit and push this music out the way we want it. So I, I can I can see why he's a little jaded, you know. Um, but at the same time, you don't come to the fans and tell us that all you care about is getting off these sixteens and like you know the the best way possible. I don't care what comes with it when we're the ones that have to hear what comes with it. You want us to pay for it, right? Right. Pay for it. So let's let's jump back to the the greatest lyricist uh, conversation. So Joe, you said. You you joke that you could you could name a dozen people yeah, are man. better lyricists than than Lupe. You don't have to name a dozen, but what are give me give me like two or three. Who do you think is a better lyricist than Lupe? Lyricist that's out right now. I mean, they my man said right all time. But if you can name someone that's out right now, that would be interesting. But I mean, first, I mean, what's what's hard for me is like, what's it's really not hard, but 
being a good lyricist is just literally isn't in right now. That's real unfortunate to say when That's we talk true. about rap. But it's it's like it's not in style, you know what I mean? It will be once it started getting cold and people can't dance no more. <laughs> but <laughs> like, you know, the lyricists be coming out the woodwork. That's you real. Know? That's real. But, Cole uh, always drops in the wind. Right, Cole, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh but yeah, like like I, I say Cole, I actually even say like I would obviously say like Nas. Yep. I would say I would say Chance, because Chance kinda like sometimes something just it would just pop up on you like, whoa, that was that was decent. Um, man, I, dang, it's another person I'm missing where, oh, Big Crit. I mean, yeah. I know this, is, I may be off the wave of his last album, but <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I can't be a victim to that right now. I, I don't mind. The only thing that's, that's killing me about the people I'm about to name, of course, like Kendrick and stuff like that, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. is, is the fact that like Lupe is like a fake legend. Like he is a legend. And so mm-hmm. I don't want to be naming people that isn't on his level. Um, but he's up there, but it's not like I would say, just to be honest, like Lupe's not at the top of anybody's list. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially so, even when it comes to lyricists. So so let's backtrack a little bit. Cause so maybe let's make sure that we're aligned. What What is your definition of a great lyricist? I, like when you think of you know, this dude is a great lyricist, what are you what are you looking for? I think I think I can look for it in like, uh, I'll let like Jared answer like, what I'm looking for in a lyricist, I'm looking for like bars that like, okay, it has a surface meaning, but it also could think it has an underlining meaning. Mm-hmm. Like they took time into making their bars. Okay. Where it's like, oh man, like, like when Chance, like I think I found that out on on the podcast when you were saying like Chance made that rhyme. I'm writing four different songs. He said like four, like eighty different times. Oh yeah. And I'm like, no, that's that's a lyricist. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because on the surface level. All them fours meant something, mm-hmm. but nobody's really thinking about. I just used four 12 different times, right? Right, you know, like with four different reasons, you know, what I mean? mm-hmm. on, on four different ways how to use four, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, like that's that's a good lyricist, you know. And so, like, those are the people that I'm naming, like the people that make me think, you know what I mean? People like Eminem, like the yes. best one of the best lyricists, you know, because he can say something. And it could be catchy to an ear, mm-hmm. but it's also for the people that really think critically and thinking of dissecting about dissecting music, like it appeals to them too. So, okay. Like, yeah. Gerald, what, what about you? Your definition of a great lyricist is along those lines? Yeah, I think so. I think Lupe fits that criteria very well, but I just don't think he's the best in that mold. You know what I mean? I think of guys like, you know, Sean P, Sean Price, LP, Killer Mike. Prodigy. I mean, all these, like a lot of these underground New York dudes, ASAP Rock. I mean, a lot of these dudes are better lyricists, but it's because of their style and, you know, how they kind of craft these rhymes and, you know, deliver these 16s in a way that's very thoughtful. But, you know, the structure is just, it's unparalleled. I don't think Lupe's in that, you know, zeitgeist because I just, I just don't see it. And it's kind of hard for me to when there's a big body of work from a lot of different artists who, you know, mentioned, you mentioned before, and they don't get that recognition, but are kind of, you know, mm-hmm. under, in the trenches, but, you know, they got a lot more bars than Lupe Fiasco. Um, so I would definitely say, you know, the criteria, he fits it, but he's not, you know, an embodiment of it in any way. I don't think that he's number one. Um, and, you know, even today, I feel like, you know, there are lyricists out there who are capable of doing this and, you know, he just, he doesn't get that shine because I feel like he's not also not as prevalent Um so it's a tricky situation with Lupe. Um, but, you know, his lyricism is there because 
you know, his words read like poems. I mean, you look at them on mm-hmm. at any given time and you can read them without the music easily. And I think that he accomplishes lyricism in that sense. So yes, he's a lyricist, but number one, um, that's a lofty claim. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to throw a wrench into this, to this right here, because I do think, I don't think that Lupe is the greatest lyricist of all time, mm-hmm. but I would put him top three easy. Easy? Easy. Mm. So, so I, in doing research for, for this podcast and everything, um, I I listened to all of his albums yeah. um, a few times through, and my opinion changed a little bit while going through. I had forgotten about a lot of songs that Lupe Fiasco had made. I will be honest because you know one of one of the problems of Lupe's lyricism is that he doesn't make a lot of songs that you just go back to and listen to when you just want to. I don't know when you just want to hear like a good song. Like he make all of his songs make you think. And you don't always want to think when you're listening to hip hop. So that can be, you know, a barrier when you're, you know, saying that I want to listen to some Lupe Fiasco. But from the wordplay, from, you know, his flow, the way, the technical way that he crafts his verses, I saw a lot of comparisons and a lot of similarities to the way that Eminem does the same thing as far as his rhyme schemes, the way that he can fit different, you know, metaphors and things yeah. into a bar. Like he can, like, like Eminem, he can fit a lot of, of words into, you know, a 16, a 32 without sacrificing content. And that's, that's something that I think is hard to do and that a lot of rappers nowadays can't do. Saying that he's the greatest of all time, that's a that's a tough claim. There are a lot of lot of great lyricists. I agree with all of the people that you all named. Um, but when I when I think of, about the way that Lupe uses words in his music, it's hard pressed for me to say that he isn't top three. Ooh, who's the other person? Uh, I think Eminem is one. Okay, I man. think that's a strong I, two. Yeah, I know, I know, and this and this this flip flops, but um, I would put Nas up there. Okay, okay. But I think Lupe he he deserves to Lupe, be in the same Lupe, breath. Lupe's cold though. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's not cold. I just, I mean, I look, my hair would be in the clouds if Jay Z if Jay Z said that I was cold though. <laughs> like I'll be like, I can retire. Jay Z, he the best out. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll be ready to retire. Be content with myself as well, but uh, the bills got to get paid. Um, mm-hmm. So I just uh, I don't know. He is not my top three though. I feel like if I were to construct but a top ten, somebody can make a strong case for him. Maybe top ten, mm-hmm. but like top three. Yeah, I mean like my, yeah, he can work his way into a top ten. I could easily see my top ten consisting of like most members of the Wu Tang Clan if we're gonna go there, but like. Lupe, it's hard for him to kind of squeeze in there. However, I will get... Oh, you wouldn't lump them together? <laughs> I don't know, man. I hate when people do that, bro. Like, Method Man's completely different than Ghostface. But I, <laughs> yeah, but I think that, you know, Lupe, Lupe, Lupe can get top 10. I think that, you know, there's a word economy that he's very cognizant of, and, you know, that allows him to really get the most out of his verses. And, I mean, I was going back and trying to 
trying to listen to different albums and I did encounter the problem just not wanting to listen to Lupe Fiasco because on top of just the density of his songs um, conceptually, they're all, all his albums are huge, like 16 to 20 songs. And that's yeah. a lot of time, man. And, you know, he's coming with straight spit the whole time, which I appreciate. But I think that mm, I wouldn't say his ability is lost in these projects, but I do think that he could be ahead of his time in that sense because he has been a lot throughout his career. I mean, when Lasers came out, he wanted to be more lyrical. People were getting on that internet, internet rap scene. And then, you know, things kind of kept building, but there wasn't really a space and time where they carved it out for Lupe. And like now, I mean, that ship has sailed to try to be the best lyricist because like Joe said, that's not in, that's not the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bob my head, trying to get crunk. I'm trying to wild out, but I don't want to think every time I put the headphones on. Right. And... I think Jay-Z set him up, bro. I think I'm going to say it. I think he did. Cause <laughs> why, what kind of deal was he in with Atlantic that he was signed from 2001 and was still complaining about them in, like, 2013. Like, I swear Jay-Z pushed him to a lifetime contract, and, like, he had Rockefeller but right then. He could have signed him. Like, I feel like he kind of pushed him into this deal that was going to bind him and, like, didn't even... So he didn't have to worry about him. Yo, Jay-Z smart enough for that. That's, and if that, y'all don't hear from me in the next, like, three weeks, that's because... That's why he came from... <laughs> Yo, that's a good point. I, I thought about that when I read that Jay-Z was the president of Def Jam at the time, and then he helped get him in this Atlantic deal. I was like, well, if you thought he was so dope, why didn't you just sign him to Def Jam? Like, I ain't never thinking that. I ain't never thinking that. <laughs> like, why? And Jay-Z's always been ahead of the curve. Like, always. He probably had Rock Nation up his sleeve yeah. for years. Oh, no, it's interesting. Yeah. So um, something you, you uh, just said, take me until our next point, and that's whether Lupe is too lyrical. And this is a thing that I think he's been criticized and also honored for in the past. So like an average Lupe song, like, you know, let's just go with like the singles. Those people can understand those. You go into, you know, genius. They've been annotated like maybe 10 minutes after he dropped a song. But if you if you go into Lupe's deep cuts, like. I was looking at some of them today and I was like, yo, I don't even understand what, like, it would take me a week to fully understand this song. Like, he, he's, he's very intelligent. He's very smart. He's very well read um, and very woke. And all of those things put together combined to him, like, preaching at us a lot of times for, like, eight minute tracks mm-hmm. and with like metaphors that go over your head and then you get it a week later and the next line takes you another week. Like I think Lupe is in his head trying to be the greatest lyricist of all time that he, you know, doesn't take into account what we are hearing on the other end. Mm-hmm. Like I can acknowledge that, yo, you're an amazing lyricist I don't even understand what this song means. Like right. you're dope, but I would like to understand what this song means. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe I, and I'm not saying to dumb it down because no, don't do that. But like, do you need to, do you need to create like 85 bars in every single bar? I need to like get out, you know, the history book to like figure out what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? He needs one of those decoded videos. <laughs> every song, every song, he needs a decoded video. <laughs> Those were helpful though. <laughs> like, it really worked. But yeah, it's tough, man. Poor Lupe. Yeah, 
I mean, I feel like it's also just kind of the fact that there's this misunderstood con- like artist concept, which is a kind of applies to a lot of different rappers. But I feel like Lupe's problem is that he kind of missed this transitional phase where he could have gone off the mainstream success he had and kind of, you know, ease up not ease up, but you know, let people slowly get more accustomed to this lyricism. But after Lasers, we just get this version of himself that we see now, but. I think he's just trying to force it on people because he spent so much time doing things he didn't want to do. And now he's like, it's time for me to say what I got to say. But I feel like he's not meeting listeners halfway because you want to care about the audience in that sense. But some of this stuff, like you said, is hard to understand. And I mean, if you're packing all this stuff into bars on bars on bars, I mean, there's no meshing between kind of helping people understand what you're trying to say and what you want them to interpret. And so I think that, you know, he's kind of relying on just being misunderstood to say, I'm just going to say whatever I want and do it however I want. And, you you know, mm-hmm. it's going to come out as just pure lyricism. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. So, and, and besides, you know, the lyricism, I think from just an, uh, an art an MC perspective and like a storyteller perspective, Lupe is also one of the greats, like his ability to you know craft verses to tell a vivid story Mm -hmm. about a lot of different topics is up there like um i took some notes about like i mean his most popular song kick push like uh cool hip-hop saved my life the entire cool album really like he he's good at taking concepts and then like weaving you know his verses to fit the concept so that you can like visualize everything he's rapping you know, he's very good at that. And as far as like his flow, his flow is great. Mm-hmm. Like top 10, top 20 flows, maybe like yeah. he, he can really spit. Um, but there was, there was just something missing, you mm-hmm. know, from Lupe's catalog that to, to really bring it all together for him. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think, I think kind of like Earl said, I just don't think he adapted well. I think, I think you hit it on the head with just, the fact that he was holding in all these bars and he just didn't, once he got it out, he got it out. He didn't care what era was, what was in, what was out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know what lyricists, I think a lot of lyricists, um, I, I, I think it's two things. Like he really didn't ha- didn't have those big name features later in his career. Like he didn't have many of those, like, you know, and then, and then also, uh, excuse me. He didn't do much features himself. I think that's what's keeping like Eminem and Nas relevant, and, and um, a lot of those other good lyricists is like, okay, they may not be able to put out. We've been waiting on Nas album for four years. That's apparently done in the past <laughs> two years, but he keep giving out uh, um, a verse or two or three a year, you know, and they be and they go hard. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, if he was even to put out a, a verse or something, like he would have been relevant, like a verse with whoever was relevant. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? But, you know, I think a part of his personal views on the rap game and mm-hmm. who's popular could play a role into people want to work with him and him want to work with them. That's a know? really good point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think those lyricists, once they got old, even Jay-Z, once he got a little bit older, he was just – Throwing out verses for people, you know, not throwing them out. It was a selected <laughs> few, but yeah, you know, just those little subtle things to stay relevant. If you was holding on bars that much, you'd be trying to work with somebody to get them out 
it, it incre- increments, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he kind of put, you know, he tries to, I feel like he kind of tries to put his listeners in a box and trying to put them in this mindset where they, you know, have to understand what he's saying. But I feel like that caused him to put himself in a box where people just kind of look at him. They're like, I mean, we kind of know what we're going to get with you now. And that might not be what we're looking for. So I feel like while he was trying to, you know, counteract being mainstream, when it came time for him to kind of grow from his success and to, you know, do what he does in the mainstream, he was doing something that no one really wanted. And I feel like, I mean, we forget that Pac was like in this deal where he was just, he was on death row, didn't want to be there, but Suge wasn't letting him go. <laughs> but he dropped one of the hardest albums ever. <laughs> and I mean, you know, he didn't, he probably didn't do that on his own terms, but he made hits that were lyrical and spoke to the base. And he achieved all these different feats under the same circumstances. So I feel like the thing that separates Lupe from kind of being that great lyricist is how are you going to make that self-proclaimed amazing lyricism still show when you have to answer the call to the public and the audience who want a certain type of flow, a certain type of music? You know, there's always a means to an end, but I feel like he was so stubborn in that sense that he just said, I'm going to try to do this. And there's not really a gray matter to it. It's just a bl- yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, I think I think we've done a, a good job of attacking and uh, <laughs> you know trying to dig into Lupe's claim. So let's 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 try to join his side of the <laughs> argument where he thinks he is the greatest lyricism, and let's talk about some of his greatest lyrical feats. Um, so Joe, you want to go first? Do you have, what are some of your favorite Lupe songs or even some of you think his best lyrical verses? Um, so I could, I could be cliche and say, I really love them on touch the sky. I can't Mm -hmm. hold that in. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) let it fly. Right. That, that goes along with me being a a pretty big Kanye fan. So Mm -hmm. it was just like the package. Um, but also like, Tetsu and Youth was like my favorite album around that time. Mm-hmm. Like when it came out, that was that was my favorite album. And so that's where um my favorite two songs from him came from. It's actually one of them isn't even my favorite song, but when it comes to the most lyric, the, the songs that have the, the best lyrics in it, like bars, I would say like Prisoner One and Two. Mm. That was a that was a and it was a deep story, you know. It was it was conscious. It was deep, pretty long. <laughs> yep. To, to comment back on that on that list, you you know, <laughs> uh, you know, right when it was over, he's like, dun, 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 dun. okay, uh, <laughs> you know, but but yeah, that that and um, blur blur my hands and dots and lines. Those are my favorite songs on that album. Those are the songs that I can go back to now, and that mm. came out like. I want to say like 2014, 2013, 2015, 20, I think. 2015. Right yeah. Like that was that was my album. I played it. But once again, like that was around my personal curve in music too, where I wasn't trying to listen to just anything. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so it was it kind of aided in that more meaningful, you know, thought provoking music mm-hmm. type trend I was going towards. So 
Yeah, that and I mean it's good studying music <laughs> while you're in college, you know. You 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 are genuinely getting smarter listening to Yo, Lupe. real talk. You are getting yeah, smarter. Yeah, like you can learn some words from a Lupe yeah. album. Like your vocabulary will be enhanced. I mean, I could I could I can thank a walking him. Dictionary you know what I'm saying? I can thank him for my GPA that semester. You know, <laughs> like really. But yeah, those are my top three. Other than that album, and and um. The album Kick, those are the only albums I really listened to, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And I just supported him from afar because he was from Chicago. You know, you got to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I never had a problem with him lyrically, but that was the album I was like, oh man, Lupe, Lupe just dropped something right here. You know? Yeah, and so Tetsuo and Youth, um, so that was the album he dropped post Lasers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it was the last album on his Atlantic deal. Like, like he dropped this and he's free forever. Mm-hmm. Um and he he came with some heat. Like I think it's it's some of his most lyrical work oh, yeah. like to date. Um yeah. like the the album it was like some mature like it was conscious, deep. It was deep. Rap, like man, <laughs> it, it was it was it was way too deep. You came yeah. with it. And, and like and just to comment back on lasers. Mm-hmm. Just when did that song come out? When did when did lasers come out? Ooh, 20... 2011. Yeah. So I, I yeah. want to just put this... It's about to be 2018. Mm-hmm. And today, today, I came from this like company-wide meeting. And the opener of the video was no Lasers. Still. Way. Like, people still listen to that song. Wow. People still listen to that song. Because it's like a positive, easy-going song. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a certain group of people that's going to know Lupe from lasers oh yeah and not kick push yeah. like how we got that's, introduced that's to them. yeah you know what i mean like the fact that i was like you all of a sudden like the video starts to that and i'm like like <laughs> so i'm like still <laughs> like still really and, <laughs> you know? and let's so just to put some context around lasers even though you know the hip-hop community as a whole considers that album a flop <sighs> lyrically Lupe didn't really change up. Like he was still sitting on like yeah. he had that all black everything song mm-hmm. where he was talking about like if slavery never exists and like that all of dope. that. that you know, he he kept it consistent with like, you know, his content, but everything else around the music just didn't match and it seemed like he just he was it seemed like the label he was trying to sell out even though we know that the label made him sell out. And uh-huh. so that you know, after we had gotten food and liquor in the cool, just like really, it deflated our spirits on Lupe. Yeah. But you know, just to give it to him, like he didn't decrease his lyrical content on Lasers. He just nah, he just he didn't what we wanted. You know? Yeah, right. and 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 he had that that hit that they wanted. You know, he had that <laughs> right. because Lasers was a hit. It was super positive. Yeah, you know, his most successful album. I would have to imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, the show was, goes on. Was, People love that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do, man. They do. You you go to a basketball game and hear that song, like right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's my three. That's my three. And I feel like part of the problem with lasers that I think you know kind of touches on the conflicts Lupe had with Atlanta because I feel like you know like you said about the style never really changed, but the beats changed up real hard, and I feel like yeah. he kind of was trying to put like this. Rect- this cube into a circle a circle a circle like space like he was just trying to make it fit and mm-hmm. so he just kind of let it sit on top so i don't feel like there's any 
cohesiveness with the project. But I will say that, you know, some of his best songs, commercially speaking, were on that album. And I mean, for me, though, mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of doing my homework for this podcast as well as kind of re- relying on like my past love, like middle school uh, for Lupe. I think that mm-hmm. I was able to see him in that lyrical light like recently. But back then, you know, I think that there was still lyrical value in some of his hits. I mean, so, I mean, for me, you know, Daydreaming, love it. I mean, definitely one of the yes. best songs that he's got out. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know, Jill Scott comes in and just crushes it. Um, you know, I, I love Go Go Gadget Flow. I probably have a fate top like five, but they're probably all off different albums. But I mean, if we're looking at this from a lyrical context too, like I think I'm Beaming is a good one. And I think that mm-hmm. specifically from Tattoo and Youth, that Madonna, um, that was some yeah. that was just mm-hmm. powerful for me. You know, I mean, like you said earlier, Joe, just kind of having these multiple words, just twisting different meanings. I mean, the wordplay, the rhyme scheme, it was it's a great song and going off that murals is just one of the hardest things I've heard recently. Like Ooh. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> I'm telling you murals, bro. I mean, my man's went off for like what a couple minutes. Ooh. And that was one of those times where you kind of like, you're looking at the song, like mm, five minutes, like what's it going to be? But he keeps that attention there the entire time. And I mean, that's one of my favorite songs by him without a doubt. Yo, let me, let me talk a minute about murals. <laughs> So that that was an eight minute song, the second song on Tetsuo and Youth, mm-hmm. and and I read a theory today that Tetsuo and Youth can be listened to forward and backwards, just like damn. Oh, snap. And I hadn't heard that when it came out, but now that I think about it, I think it would fit. You know, he's got all those like season themed like skits throughout it, and it would make oh, sense that you yeah. could reverse it however you want it. But you know, that's something to to explore on your own, but. Mural was an eight-minute just attack yeah. on my brain, and in, in the best way possible. Like it was, it like was deep. I it could, was, I could feel my brain trying to comprehend <laughs> everything that he was saying. I'm like, carry thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, divide the four. <laughs> and I, I took a clip, I took a clip from the from the lyrics because when I when I heard it, I was just like, yo, he is. He, he cannot be stopped right now. This is from Miro, so I'm just going to read this. He said, I prefer girls to rain all over the world and not rain like Rain Man or rain like Rain Dance or rain like a slight chance of rain when it's raining or rain like deer slaves to Santa Claus slave man or rain like queens that rain over maid man and not queen like queen killer Rhapsody Bohemian queen but queen like white glove wave hand and not wave hand like it's a heat wave so you make a fan by waving your hand I'm talking wave like you saying hey man. and not hey for horses oh and horses like you almost voiceless you gotta treat your vocal cords like it's a fortress and treat every single one of your words like reinforcements and especially oh when you God. recorded cause that's the portion that's important when I was reporting that I was poor but now I'm more than yo <laughs> He snapped. That was my favorite part of that song. Yo, I think like, hey, hearing these man. without the music and reading them on paper is just like a completely different experience. And yeah, it, it lets you see the full scope. Because like now that you did that, I'm like, yo, maybe I'll give him top like number one lyricist <laughs> right, for like right. the past right. like ten years. <laughs> you ain't no like, wait, I like, just I like I just peeked at the now, paper like. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading through right now, and I'm like, just losing my mind silently to not mess with the recording because <laughs> he's got bars. Yeah, he no. does. He and and I, I do see your point. Like 
when you when you add the music to it and especially especially because he makes these long songs and if the music doesn't really match the lyricism like you can tune out a lot of times when you're listening to Lupe yeah. and you might miss like <laughs> like some of the hardest metaphors and bars mm-hmm. that he has but when you catch them they're always they're always on point one of my other favorite songs from him lyrically he has a song called Gotta Eat and I think it's on I think it's on The Cool or it might be Food and Liquor too I can't remember I think it's The Cool but the entire song um, he's talking about like like drug dealing and gang life and stuff like that but he he has an extended metaphor throughout the entire song that's about fast food so he has like he has he talks about like like burgers and mac and like he he the entire like three verses he at the same time talks about fast food and has all these fast food metaphors while also relating it to like drug dealing and all that stuff and just the the way that he did that so seamlessly i thought was dope obviously dumb it down is Mm-hmm. is yeah. is one of the greatest like the fact that he just wanted it to be a stream of consciousness song and then they were like yo we don't like the hook this is this is too much and so he dumbed down the hook but didn't dumb down the verses like the yeah. verses are like if you you can just read them no music and and your brain will explode like yeah. it's I it's think incredible i think that's a good point of 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 a mod because sometimes like lyricists are like when you hear a song and then you look at the lyrics, mm-hmm. you be like, "That that makes no sense." <laughs> like I don't, I don't think uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but I know um, Remy Ma. Like she was sitting in a room and she had an interview and she was just listening to or or reading lyrics and she was and not knowing who said it. Uh-huh. And she was like, "This is why. This is why." And it'll be from like Fat Joe. It'll be like somebody like no. Jay Z and stuff like that. But it just like you, you know like. Just because you see it on paper, mm-hmm. it just don't look right. Because it's all about like yeah. how you say it, yeah. and then you be like, "Oh, that's whack." But like you just read Lupe, like a few of his bars, you like that's still cold with no music, yeah. Without him trying to give a flow to yeah. it or nothing, like that's that takes a different. It's type like of taking art. the soundtrack off a TV show, man. Yeah, like because mm-hmm. that literally the the way you can make like the way some rappers have. Force their rhymes, mm-hmm. you know, on, on paper. Like, that's, like, the easy way out. Like, Lupe literally goes the long yeah. way yeah. for his verses to make it rhyme yeah. and make so much sense and have a, 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 a whole different type of meaning, you know. So I think that's a gift in that respect, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I think it's just, like, he kind of got a blessing and a curse with this because, like, I think he just takes that high road, like you said, but sometimes I feel like he goes so high <laughs> That he's not accessible. Like, yeah. you just have to take too long to get there. And by the time you're halfway there, you don't want to keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with intellect, though. I think that, you know, he definitely conveys everything he's got to say efficiently and very fluidly. And, I mean, it's clear that he's a poet by heart. So, I mean, maybe it, I would love to see poetry from him. But even with just reading his lyrics, they read like books. Like, yeah. you just go through all these... I mean, I could do it all day if I wanted to, but like, I mean, the dude just got rhymes for days, and I mean, that's his biggest attribute. But, um, you know, kind of looking at it in the lens of commercial hits, it's it's not going to work because that's not who he is. That's not the kind of music he's trying to make, and it's pretty apparent through looking at some of the latter end of his work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So to to end the discussion. 
Let's we I think we all agree that Lupe is not the greatest lyricist of all time. So my final question is, can he get there? Let's say Lupe drops two or three more projects over the next, you know, seven years that are lyrically up there with Tetsuo and youth. Um, and, uh, you know, let's say he doesn't get into the controversy. Let's say the albums are on that level. He keeps hitting us with these bars. Like, can he get there? Is is the top something that he can reach? I mean, is it for me? Or, like, people that think like us? Or is it people that just mainstream? People that think like us. Because I think... I think mainstream people could like you know they they open up one of these songs on genius and they'll just be like yo i this dude is this dude is out there but you know we we have higher standards i think right okay i mean i think so i think so i mean being a a rapper or lyricist isn't like basketball you know where Mm -hmm. your career is over at 32 right you know or football your career is over in your Mm -hmm. 30s and so like yeah, I mean, shoot, he could put out, he could put out a like a, a a Jay Z album, not like he's on the same level as Jay Z, but like Jay Z just put out an album, it was dope, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he could do that, and I I just think he needs to, if he can figure out how to get one hit on that album, right, and get people to to tune in. Yep, you know what I mean? Like he could really get, but I I do think he he can be up there with the top lyricists for sure though. And I, I I'm amazed at how I'm amazed at how quick my opinion changed throughout this episode. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey that's why we're here, you feel right? Me? <laughs> but yeah. We're learning out here, right? 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 That's why you tune in every week. Man. <laughs> what about you, Gerald? I mean, I feel like there's definitely room for it to happen. I just think that with kind of his general relevancy now, yeah. if it ever does. I don't think we'll know it mm. because at this point in time, a lot of the stuff that's going on with him is kind of happening in a vacuum. And so I don't think that he could drop a couple more projects, but like if we're being realistic, if Lupe Fiasco were to drop an album within the next five months, I don't see myself automatically opening that if I were to see it in my new releases on Spotify, mm. because it'd be intriguing I know what I'll get, but I feel like he just has to get that one hit, like you said, Joe, just to kind of redirect people's attention to the bigger body, less than the persona, but more so the art, because he's a rapper and hip-hop artist and lyricist by definition and by practice, but I don't think we'll see any connection with him being the head honcho of lyricism, even if he drops projects that reflect that in the next five years i i agree with both of you i think that what he would need to do to to get that recognition he's not going to do like i think he needs to get a fire beat like a a fire beat and then call up big crit metro (laughs) yeah call up call up big crit call up j cole call up some known lyricists that that respect craft get on a song with them and all of you just like spit your best, like most lyrical bars, and then put that out. Because if you get some like some more known, like current, like they Colin Crit people on there, people gonna listen to it. And if people listen to it and they hear you, Lupe, spitting, you know, on par and maybe better mm-hmm. than than these guys, then people would be like, "Yo, 
yo, Lupe's got the heat. Oh, he's coming out with a project? Maybe, maybe I'll tune into that. And then you can, you know, hit us over the head with as much as you want. Yeah. But you need a hit or two like that. You because we're not we're not checking for Lupe right now. Ain't nobody checking for Lupe. I mean, he can either do that. He can either do that or just diss a whole bunch of people. Yo, pull a control by Kendrick. A bit of control. Yo, yeah, and man. just diss all that those control people. Wasn't even the first time he did that. All right, yeah. But you just do it. Just do it. Just cause, and then be like Kendrick. Be like, no disrespect, but I'm better than y'all. I just want to let y'all know, let y'all fans know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then just, just move outside and leave with your album. Huh? Would it be too much of a reach? I mean, Because I feel Lupe like the relevancy makes one able to do that. Like, if Lupe said it now, like, this is following up this series of tweets where he said he's the best. Yeah. Like, that'd kind of be in bad taste. We're just going to think that, oh, that's... Yeah, yeah, it's just Lupe being Lupe again. Because Kendrick <laughs> was on the come up right there. Like, yeah, he was. was that- it was after, after I think. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, he kind of had the... Before Pimp. Yeah. yeah, he had the grounds to make a statement like that. But I mean, Lupe, if he did that, that'd be wild, bro. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that would be. He's but I mean, over. I'm just trying to... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of things that could get him... People talking about him. I know what would get people talking about him. If he... Stopped lying to us and gave us Child Rebel Soldier like he promised us. That's him, true. Yes. Him, him for Kanye linking that up to finally crazy. give us that album. Yo, it'd be yeah. done for. That would be crazy for all of them, actually. Yeah, they, well, uh, yeah, Pharrell is probably, he's probably the one person out of that group that doesn't really need that right now. But yeah. Lupe and Kanye both need they some. They need some. They could, they could use something to help that their image right crazy, now. Bro. Yeah, I mean, it's that or I feel like he'd have to kind of hop on beats that are more popular now, but. The problem yeah, is, does his style fit that? Like, yeah, and I don't think it does. Nah. And even just on a personal level, like you know, a lot of these tracks that we're hearing now are just the products of really unique and personal relationships, as well as professional ones that are supported by that. And I can't see someone like Southside, Metro B- Boomin, sitting in a room with Lupe and being like, "All right, we're gonna make this hit." Right. Like, nah. I feel like he killed the vibe a little bit. Yeah. And I <laughs> like yeah. I don't, I just don't see. It's kind of a him against the world thing right now, but I don't know. It's um, it's really a matter of when people kind of feel the need to look at him in this light, like we're doing, and say, okay, mm-hmm. we may have missed a couple things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess there's nothing Lupe can do really. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there are things. <laughs> There are things he can do, but we know he's not going to do them. Right. So it's I think it's just going to take us like realizing his talent, appreciating it every now and then, deciding, yo, I can, I feel like being hit over the head with a bunch of words and pulling out, you know, his best lyrical hits. But, you know, he he can keep chasing that that peak, but I don't know if I don't know if he'll get there, at least from from our perspective, you know. He's got to meet us halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, one of the more lyrical rappers we got now, Meek Mill, <laughs> makes hits, yeah. makes slammers, yeah. but it's, I mean, it's kind of because he's, like, got that youth on his side and he won with the culture we're with now. But, I mean, there's definitely room for lyricism. It's just how you kind of make it conform to what's happening right now. And that's not necessarily a mm-hmm. bad thing, but you got to help yourself help. You got to help yourself. Like, I don't think Lupe's really doing yeah. that. And he's leaving it too much to the audience to help him because 
we've been disincentivized. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think that I think that covers it. I think we we touched on that topic as much as we could. That that's it for the segment this week. I wanna wanna thank Joe and Joe for coming through, mm. giving their opinions to this topic. Absolutely. Um I will be back next week with another episode talking about our good friend Kanye West. Hey. Um, but you know the deal. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Rate, review, tell your friends. I will be back next week. This has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace out. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.